I am Frank, and today I'm joined by Squeaks, who is performing something, I guess. Squeaks! There he is! <laughs> Look at those stutter shades, guys. Look at those stutter shades. Those are from Gooder. Go to gooder.com. It's with G-O-O-D-R, no yes. E, yes. dot com, backslash Geek Freaks. Use code Geek Freaks for 15% off. Boom, there's your ad right there. Surprise, I'm going to add another one here in a moment when he was listening. <laughs> but those are some pretty nice shades. Yeah, these those, are those sexy are like, as hell. Those are like fashionable now. Uh, Miguel and, and Brody got a pair of those too. Yeah, so I was kind of sold on these because uh, I lost my running glasses a long time ago and they kind of like okay. advertise. Well, there was like a picture with this style and it was like a guy being active. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll try these out. But what I like too is that they're so bulky like here that it's like I don't have to, when you're outside running or anything, uh the sun doesn't like crack through you know like anywhere like okay. there's no uh open spaces for that so it's kind of nice to not have to squint sometimes um yeah. when you're out there I so think, i love these things i think our exercise practices are different you're talking about like outside running and meanwhile i'm on the treadmill reading books and comic books and watching <laughs> netflix so i think yeah. our i think our exercise programs are a little different yeah our exposure <laughs> our exposure to light is a lot different yeah yeah, <laughs> I literally have reading glasses on while I'm on the treadmill and you have <laughs> like running. Oh, yeah, I'm going up hills and shit. <laughs> but I will say, so I'm going to throw something out there. I like this, like, I don't know if all of them have it, but this, like, soft finish to it. It's pretty, it's yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah, it's a silken touch is what I'm yeah, calling it. Yeah, exactly. I like that. This thing, too, neat? when I pull them out of the box, um, uh, they look like they would be tight. But what it is, it's like they expand, like, well on your head and they kind of give you a nice hug and it's not like. You can wear them forever and not feel like it's squeezing your head. You know? Yeah. I, li I like that a lot about them. Yeah. yeah. No no joke. I know there's some people who like advertise stuff and they don't care. No, really, we do like these no, good nice. glasses. So please go check them out, guys. Again, 15% off. Yeah, uh, nice. Let's Code Geek Freaks. Uh, link in the description. All right. I'll get that out there too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have much to talk about today uh, with like Call of Duty's uh, big dilemma over on Xbox. Nintendo having sexual harassment issues, of course. Because uh, they're a video game company, now everybody has to. Uh, <laughs> Spider Band mods, Embracer Group trying to get LOTR, and HBO doing HBO things. But first, Squeaks, let's start with a question. Do you have a question for me by the chance? It's almost the Halloween season, okay? And I've and I've already uh, decorated the inside of my house Halloween. Like all my decorations are up. I'm excited for this. Okay. Now, if you had a reboot that's not been rebooted yet. Of a classic, or even you know what, a classic or a make up your own horror character. What would what would that okay. be? What would that be? I know Jaws a falls. Character, you yeah, said? well, Jaws falls under horror. So I mean, if you, well, I know you're a yeah, big okay. Jaws fan, but but so. I don't want them to reboot Jaws because I don't want them to touch it. It's perfect. Okay, okay, okay. Um, what is something you need on the big screen again? Like that. I'm like, yeah. So let's do. Uh, oh man, well Hellraiser's getting a, a reboot. So yeah, true. That was probably my call right there. Mm. But it's getting its own reboot, and apparently it's going to be pretty accurate to the books, I guess. Um, mm. Which I did not know that was a thing, but I, I, I was did, just reading I about that. I did not know that was a thing either. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I'll let Mike Myers rebooted. I'm kind of tired where we're at with Mike. I mean, I will watch them, and they're actually pretty good still. But I wouldn't mind just a classic. <laughs> it sounds terrible. Him going through a house and killing a bunch of teenagers. I just want <laughs> yeah. like that classic vibe, you know, of yeah. old school Halloween. So I think I want that. I want. I, I want that rebooted and you know what yeah. hey then i could wear it as halloween costume because it's always just easy costume you just yeah. wear overalls and a cool mask and you're good to go I think are you are you tired about... of the jamie lee curtis uh storyline now are you ready i mean supposedly this is supposed to be the end of it so are you ready for this that to end here i'm not tired of it it's just okay it's been enough like like you, yeah. you've earned your retirement got is it. what i guess i would say got it got it okay what about you? 
so with the same question, I'm going to go with, because uh, I feel like it's been popping up lately with uh, Spirit Halloween stores, and uh, I'm, course, I'm yeah. on my way to uh, uh, Universal for probably the sixth time in a row for this Halloween mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, Horror Nights, and uh, they're bringing, uh, for the second time, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay, it's coming back again for a maze. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I would not mind uh, seeing an updated version of that. Something a little bit more uh, gory and spookier when it comes to the clowns. Yeah. You know, I saw somebody posting a new clown. It must be from the ride or a tr- attraction. Because somebody uh, posted maybe. one of the new clowns. They're like, oh, there's a new clown for, you know, killer clowns. And I was like, what? I thought that was, okay, I didn't know there was a new thing yeah. coming. But it must be the actual attraction they're talking about. Maybe. That, uh, Universal just put a bunch of... Uh, I think yesterday morning, like, uh, okay, uh, like all their stuff, like the tram and multiple mazes and zones that are going to be open up. So, yeah, it could be that. What a weird cult classic! Like, I haven't seen it yet, but I know, I yeah. know you love it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. check it out. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. But yeah, there you go. Crazy as hell. Hey, y'all, I want to tell you about our new friends at Gooder. They sell a huge variety of colorful, comfortable, and outright stylish glasses. If you want to support Geek Freaks and pick up a pair of awesome sunglasses, Gooder is giving Geek Freaks listeners 15% off your first order. I threw a link to these in the description. I'll be sporting them on social as well, so you can check them out. I use my computer glasses on TikTok. Matter of fact, I'm wearing them right now as I'm editing this podcast. And my beautiful turtle shell glasses are my new cruising glasses. I keep them in the car and just drive around town with them. They are fantastic. You can go to Gooder.com backslash geek freaks and use code geek freaks get that 50 percent off a uh, gooder offers 30 day money back guaranteed 100 satisfaction their sunglasses are 100 polarized and started only 25 bucks i mean you can't beat that right plus free shipping when you grab two pairs and trust me you're gonna want to buy two pairs gooder is also 100 carbon neutral so you could feel good and look good so head on over to gooder.com backslash geek freaks Use that code GeekFreeze, get yourself 15% off. Check out all the styles. It is totally worth your time. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into our news. I will admit our news is a little bit shaky with the notes. We have a lot of notes, and we're trying to cut it down a little bit. Um, but let's first talk about She-Hulk, okay? So we, She-Hulk came out this week. It's the premiere of She-Hulk. Um, it's definitely a comedy. It's uh, I, I didn't care for the fact that the first episode had very little of her being a lawyer. It was all just set up. With her and Hulk out on an island, which say what you want about the CGI, it's too much CGI to have. Like, it's nice when the Hulk shows up, smashes something, and then jumps out. Like when it's just the two talking, you're like, okay, you're definitely gonna notice CGI problems when it's two CGI characters the entire time. Um, but uh, what did you think overall of this episode? I actually thought it was pretty good. You know, um, yeah. And I'm usually harsh on all these Marvel, uh, you know, shows though. Um, I thought her, okay, so a little bit from, like, the very beginning of the show, um, spoilers if you haven't seen it, oh well, um, her breaking <laughs> that fourth wall is a problem to me, because it's like, we're just, yeah, because the thing is, we're just copying other characters, and that's what Marvel's doing. No, They're, she's, no, they copy her, she broke the fourth wall first. Well, so, but we're used to watching Deadpool, though, so when Deadpool that doesn't came matter. out, it, I'm it, just, but the comic book, she started that shit, uh, she had a weird you know, thing happen where she thought she was in a comic book, like, it was perfect. I don't know. I just because I saw a Deadpool first, and so I'm like, okay, we've seen this already. I know. So that was I, I get you, you know, that, yeah, that's yeah. my thing. That's so I feel like okay, great on um, being original, uh, but I guess you are in comic she is. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, I didn't have a problem uh, with the CGI personally. I liked how she was a different breed of 
the how she took the gamma differently in her head so she could just turn back and forth whenever she wants so it is something fresh right, and right, new right. and it was something for like the original just bruce banner to study itself yeah. my fear was that okay we're gonna make her superior over someone like i've said it before that's defeated abomination that ultron and you know all these you know thanos and we're just gonna make her better like no fuck off slow it down you know yeah. um but i kind of like the that duel back and forth on the island i thought I thought she was perfect of, I guess, kind of more not being so comedic because that's what I'm over. I'm over just yeah, every superhero being funny. Um, but it was like I don't know, like a smart ass, but it was kind of subtle. Like it wasn't too much. So that I thought that was a nice touch. Um, uh, one thing that I liked was uh, Hulk himself was uh, when they were fighting each other, right? Getting a little mad at each other. Oh, uh, he got he got a little extra mad. You know, I feel like in the fight, I'm why like, didn't he Hulk out? It would have been so great if he actually hooked up for a second. Yeah, I, I felt like I got that for a tiny bit, but not like, you know, like not like a crazy yeah, noticeable yeah. amount, but I noticed it subtly and I was like, oh shit, can we, can we do something about this? Like a, you know, World War yeah. Hulk type thing, Planet Hulk, whatever. Um, that should be what's next. Yeah. You know, um, let's see. Uh, the, and in that comic book, I will say, just throw it real quick. He beat the shit out of She-Hulk in World War Hulk. <laughs> he beat the shit out of her. Where's uh I'm I'm ready I'm finishing up uh 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 not invin is it invincible where you can't die invincible Hulk right invincible yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. invincible Hulk yeah. and uh yeah he beats the shit out of her there too so that uh, that's probably like the quintessential Hulk right there is invincible Hulk is like the best version of him yeah it's uh yeah it's kind of like that Hulk you always wanted that could just destroy everything but also have a conversation yeah. with so exactly uh, but uh I liked how that fight though he still like um it was um. Like, he wasn't trying super hard in certain points of it, but he still had the yeah, upper hand, which, as you should, come on, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like, as like a Thor versus Jane type thing, you know, if that was to happen. I haven't seen it yet, and I know you don't like that, but what I will say. You talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then, like, uh, so, uh, you know, this one, uh, unlike Miss Marvel, I will say I'm interested in watching the next episode. Miss Marvel, I just, mm -hmm. it's not for me. But I will say that ending was complete fucking dog shit. Like that ghetto ass Titanian Titan Titana yeah. something like that. What they Oh my god! Some ratchet looking destroyed human being <laughs> busted through the wall, and the way she like flew across the whole like room. Uh, it, yeah, oh, it was extra my, cheesy. It was but so bad. I but, think the key is that this is like meant to be a straight up like sitcom comedy almost. You think so? Because I was like, okay, well, so. everyone needs that like could use that um opening d-list villain so that's what i'm thinking but then you're that's like man she's this. kind of a big villain for her um so i was kind of yeah i don't know i'm hoping to see more i'm hoping leader shows ones. up i'm like if you're talking about a big villain for gamma powered characters yeah you know not just she hulk but everybody that's a hulk uh leader should show up and, and in that way she sees it like this but that's like too big for what she's doing now i think this is more of just a sitcom for fun like i think what would be really cool what i'm wanting out of this series is that she defends abomination and proves that abomination is innocent by addiction which is something she's done in the past with leader mm -hmm. and so i want her to like that's what she hulk is best at is showing us that the villains can be villains and not guilty of of something you know what i'm saying like she's really cool about that like yeah she's the kind of person who would, who would defend dr doom because he was acting in the you know best interest of his country uh, you know something like that okay so you know that would be I interesting would be to see because we know obviously abominations in this from the trailer so 
Um, yeah, of course. That would be interesting. I didn't even think about a take and like Wong. that. So that'd be cool. Abomination and Wong, yeah. and they were fighting themselves in Shang Chi. So there's yeah. a chance that something went down, and they're either on the same t- side or one suing the other one. We're not too sure what's going on there. Yeah. But we'll have to see. Um, there um, was a couple Iron Man shoutouts, which in the comic books I want to shout out. If you guys listen to the Sloop, all about the not Sloop, sorry, from the Pages, our uh, podcast called From the Pages. You know, guys know this because I talked about it. But um, her and Iron Man are like in legal battles because Iron Man uh, injected her with a uh, nanobot program that would take away her powers. Reed Richards negated it, but nevertheless, she's been suing Iron Man since then. So I like that there was a couple Iron Man shout outs in the episode. It was like, yeah, that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm suing the yeah, hell out of him. I was the, <laughs> you know, um, one thing I do want to throw out, like kind of just a projection in theory that we know that Daredevil wasn't in this show. Okay. Um, of so course, yeah. For my villain, my villain, um, I didn't, wow, that's a lie, I actually didn't know that. My villain would be, what would pop up would be Absorbing Man, Krill, Krill Krill, or something like that, Carl Krill, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because he actually shows up in uh, Daredevil issue one. So I'm like, okay, if Daredevil's showing up brand new for this, and is and, and a She-Hulk villain, um, I think we might see that, the Absorbing Man, so maybe we can get some type of fight where he's sucking the gamma out of She-Hulk and she kind of realized maybe I do want the power still instead of like at first, you know how she was like, I don't really want this or anything. I just want to be a lawyer. Yeah. So I think we're going to get very little fighting in this show. I think, I think I'm just predicting this. I don't know anything. I don't work for Marvel. Not yet. Marvel, (laughs) but I have a feeling what will be is I think Wong will be suing abomination and Wong's lawyer will be Matt Murdock. My guess. Because they're all all three characters that I just said are in for eight episodes, mm-hmm. and um and just uh, Jennifer Walters will be uh, defending Abomination, and I think that's gonna be like the 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 case that goes throughout the entire episode, and then in okay. the end, she'll get Abomination off. Hmm. I think that'll be the case. Okay, that's my guess. Well, I like I like that though. I like that theory because that would be a whole different feel to this series, which is nice because each which one is they have their own Adam thing. Marvel, thing. We always say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. that. I like that. I didn't know that. Okay. But in general, I, I I had fun. It was definitely lighthearted. There are moments where there is the comic book dude in me that's like, she would not fucking beat Hulk. Like, you know, there's all kinds of that. And I love when people yeah. online are like, you know how it is on Twitter, man. I'm, I'm deep into Twitter, but like, mm-hmm. is she Hulk a great fighter? Yes. First off, she's smarter than Hulk, like in Hulk form. She is faster than Hulk because she's more agile than Hulk. That's how she has the advantage. Strength is a whole different thing. Nothing is nothing is stronger than Hulk. And mm-hmm. so when people are online are like, oh, she's stronger than Hulk, blah, 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 blah. And then everybody else is like, it's like, hold on, guys. Okay, look, I will totally agree with you that she won these fights and stuff like that. And what's cool is like the clap thing that she did. She was doing it faster than him, which is the whole point. But everybody's like, oh, so she's stronger than him. And it's like, she will. She is not stronger than him. Like I could. Yeah. Let's just let's settle that right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's fucking Hulk. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. But yeah, she can have an advantage. That's fine. Like, I don't understand. There's so many people on both sides of the argument that are just like totally freaking wrong. And it, and I will admit that like, gets the comic book guy in me or the lifelong geek that's like pushing up my taped together glasses like, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, not the case. The- <laughs> <laughs> I like the voice there. Uh, the thing also is like, uh, though, because they're just like watching maybe possibly the movies and they're thinking like, mm-hmm. okay, even like Captain Marvel could because she's probably like the strongest one in the MCU right now. Yeah, Captain think, Marvel definitely. Even yeah. Captain Marvel needed the whole Avengers team to try to take down the Hulk in right. certain like comic issues. So is the Hulk still probably the strongest character in the MCU still? You know? I would possibly could be. Well, and, and let's let's that's the problem. MCU. 
MCU weakened Hulk so freaking much. It's yeah. gross. Yeah. I can't stand how Mark yeah. Ruffalo's over here like doing yoga. And I'm like, look, I'm not necessarily a Hulk fan from the comic books. Like Maestro Hulk is definitely the one I like the most. I, and I would, if I'm going to pick up a Marvel comic, there's probably like 10 others I would pick up first. But that's the Hulk is his yeah. unleashing fury where, I mean, World War Hulk, you got to read it, guys. It, it's just insane. <laughs> the yeah. guy takes on the world and breaks the son of a bitch. Like he's so yeah. strong. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Hulk. He's awesome. He hulks out. <laughs> and then there's Titan. Donny Cates is doing the Titan Hulk thing right now, which is, just, I mean, Donny Cates' favorite writer doing the D Titan Hulk thing, which is basically the Hulk's Hulk. And uh, it's really cool. Variant Comic, by the way, guys, check out Variant Comic. They were talking about Titan Hulk. And I was like, oh, I didn't know about that. And so I'm no, excited nice. about checking okay. that out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and get underway. Check out She Hulk, guys. We were both suggesting that you watch it. Uh, let's get underway. By the way, Gamescom's coming up. I forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, from August 23rd to 28th. We're going to be putting out TikToks about it. Now that my internet's fixed, we're going to be putting out TikToks about it oh, and whatnot. Man. So keep, keep an eye on that. Um, it will be like the hot days are like 25th, 26th, maybe 27th. Those are like the hot days are new announcements. It's Gamescom. It's going to be like, a, 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 you know, E3 Junior. Think of it like that. All right. Our first big topic, Call of Duty uh, could be the cursed treasure. Okay, so here's what's going on. Xbox is in the middle of buying Act Activision Blizzard which includes the three tentpoles, World of Warcraft, Candy Crush, and Call of Duty. Now, part of the process when you're buying a big, when two companies merge like this, it's, you know, there's one company's acquiring another one, is you have to be approved in like 15 different countries to make sure that that can be okayed. Xbox is trying to claim that Call of Duty is not necessarily that big of a deal, that anybody can make a shooter, and so it's okay if they acquire and make exclusive Call of Duty. Meanwhile, PlayStation's out there on this big PR campaign trying to say that Call of Duty is an essential game for gaming that people make their console choices based off of Call of Duty if it were to be exclusive. Squeaks, do you feel like Call of Duty is that important to gaming? Honestly, yeah. I think it has tons of power when it comes to first-person, um, uh, I'll say military-type you know, games. Uh, and yeah. we go way back to the days that we used to stand in line for Modern Warfare 1 at like a game crazy, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when those yeah. were around. So... I think uh, Call of Duty is titled as uh, potentially like um, what World of War Warcraft is for MMO. It's that gold standard that we True. will compare everything exactly. else to. Yeah, both being acquired by Xbox. Yeah, right so, now, <laughs> uh, most definitely. And I mean, some uh, I don't recall. I know Destiny did it, and it Destiny was released on everything, but certain content was exclusive to PlayStation at one time. Right. I haven't really. Um, I will admit I kind of died off on the Call of Duty. Um, I mostly just play, you know, when they're on sale for the campaigns because, like I said, gold standard for campaign. Those things are a blast. Action-packed. I love it. Um, so, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think, like, this might destroy um, a certain console um, for the, you know, it would, if it was exclusive? For, there's a lot of players who wouldn't care. But, like, same thing with Madden. I think it's the Madden crew as well. Like, if Madden were to only come out on Xbox, there are a lot of gamers who would then buy that console because they only play Madden. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people who only play Call of Duty. Daniel, who's often on this podcast, he had like he had COVID and strep throat one time and still <laughs> coughing his way through so. so. <laughs> like, you know, people play Call of Duty. So making it exclusive to Xbox, I think would definitely drive people to the Xbox over the PlayStation. Oh yeah. Just as spider-man did for playstation like if you wanted to play spider-man one of the best if not the best superhero game ever made you had to buy a playstation it was an exclusive yeah. for them 
And so I think go for it, PlayStation. Go ahead and push this, you know. But understand that it's just Xbox acquiring an exclusive rights to something. Does it, it the I think the thing that PlayStation is trying to say is that this is so big that it actually sets a whole new precedent that a game can't be owned by any one company. And mm-hmm. and if Xbox I think Xbox loophole this is they'll be like, yeah, but we'll also put it on PC. Like you're putting your P- games on PC now. So there's that whole thing like, oh, it's not exclusive to Xbox. You can put it on, play, play, on PC. They own Windows. So that helps. Yeah. You know. It is interesting cool. how that's coming out now because uh, we saw God of War and Spider-Man coming to PC. And now we have Death Stranding coming to Game Pass when Death Stranding was only a Sony exclusive, which when I saw that news, it blew my mind. I was like, what the hell is going on? So it's kind of like. It's so weird. <laughs> it's like I don't, it's hard to talk about because so, I'm so confused by it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. You know. Well, I think the console war is one of those things that's really manufactured on our side, right? I think it's fun to talk about. Oh, I got the PlayStation. I'm a PlayStation boy. Oh, I'm no. an Xbox fanboy. I, I think that's mostly fan manufactured on our side. There, there's some fuel added by the companies because they're like, hey, you know, if you guys argue about our stuff, you're talking about our stuff. So heck yeah. But I think mm-hmm. in the end, they know that they're both going to be making money. And Death Stranding, a game well played by everybody who's planned on playing it, coming to Game Pass is only going to give a little bit more money to PlayStation for a game that's not touched any otherwise. I mean, it's already it's already on sale yeah. all the time on PC now. So, yeah, there might be a day. It sounds crazy to say it, but God of War will be on Game Pass. That, that just sounds nuts. But at this yeah, point, why wouldn't is. it be? God, that sounds yeah. crazy to you play. Need to go wash your mouth out. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That sounds so yeah. crazy. Man, I can't, I can't all wait for the next God of War. Ooh-wee. That's going to be good. Yeah. Well, with Harry Potter being pushed, uh, that's the only thing I care about now this year. So That's the only hope at the, of hope for you now. Um, yeah, it really Yeah, is. so I think... I can't think of another first-person shooter that's as dominant. The only thing that might come close is Halo, but it doesn't have the multiplayer scene that Call of Duty has. It's great, yeah. but not. it's definitely not the same. Can you think of another first-person shooter that's even close? Outside of even military, just yeah. any first-person shooter. Well, so I was going to go back to the military only because of Battlefield, right? Battlefield has these massive mass maps that you can do uh, multiple objectives for. Uh, and yeah. that's fun, but that lasts, I feel like, so long. And maybe that's just me. Right, right, right. Uh, no, maybe right, maybe yeah. it's just, um, yeah, maybe, like I said, maybe it's just me. It doesn't pull me. It pulls me in for a time frame, and then I kind of just fall off. Um mm. Any other shooter? Uh, not first person that's really on that high besides Halo. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some unfortunate news over at a Nintendo. Okay, so uh, there's somebody coming out claiming sexual harassment at Nintendo. Uh, what she's claiming, she's using the uh, pseudonym Hannah for this. Um, she says that on the Nintendo's che- Teams chat, which I was surprised that they're using Teams chat over there. But anyways, um, she says that there's basically a meme channel called The Laughing Zone. We have a meme channel. We keep it pretty legit. We have really good modders that make sure that anybody... We have had in the past where people post something offensive, they remove it right away. Uh, she says that it started out good. It was everybody posting memes or whatever. But then uh, some guys started uh, sharing sexual memes like why Vaporeon is the sexiest Pokemon or why you'd want to have sex with Vaporeon. And then it like escalated off of that. I know, right? Okay, and then after the Vaporeon post... They, there was somebody posting about Genshin Impact characters who are children, also being mm. sexy, and it kind of got out of control. She's been sharing that information uh, online with others. Uh, now, I wanted to bring this... Unfortunately, you come across all this because, hey, it's, hey Squeaks is going to be on the show. He's the HR guy. Let's ask him about it. So <laughs> you get all, the, all the, the bad ones here. 
What do you do in an evolving world where people have like open channels like this? Is it the same as like stopping sexual harassment at around the water cooler? I mean, it, it kind of, uh, so you're using the spine teams and they're using it for like funny jokes, but it's still in the business area, right? This is still a Nintendo channel. Okay. Right. So you still have to be respectful and know where you're at. Okay. But okay, so I do have a problem where it's like the the Genshin Impact characters, okay, and the kids thing. So Obviously. being of kids yourself, I do have a problem. I don't have no fucking, uh, um, I don't know what you tolerance. call it, uh, tolerance. Yeah, exactly. For anything, making jokes about children or any harm or anything about children, I got a problem with that. So you want to see me outside on that one, you know? So, um, yeah. but yeah, no matter what, you still have to think this might be funny with our friends, and I make like. When I do, let's just say it, when I do like a joke, it's nothing like crazy or anything, but when I feel like even something like a joke that would not offend anyone, but I may feel it in a certain way just because it's a work area, that's mm-hmm. kind of like to the side with someone I truly trust with no one around. But you're doing it on a team's channel and you're being extremely rude um, and inappropriate to where everyone can see this. And it's like, come on, guys, we're still in a work environment, you know, it's. You know, that that calls for, yeah, probably loss of job anyway, because I'm assuming Nintendo has no tolerance for sexual harassment, I'm assuming. And I still consider yeah. that something there. You know, you're pushing stuff out there for hundreds to see that's not appropriate. That's kind of the hard part, though, that I think kind of uh, Nintendo is definitely not going to have any, you know, stand for this happened two years ago, though. They haven't really uh, done anything about no. it since. But. Um, this started off as like the meme channel and you know how it is with meme areas. Yeah. Whenever you're in a meme area, people are jocular and, and it can get out of hand quickly. And it, it takes a community that's in that group to realize it is a problem and try to stop it mm-hmm. always. Um, and, but in this situation, it, but it sounded like from Hannah is that it kind of just boiled over to where everybody was doing it. And it really started off with this one particular guy that was doing the Vaporeon and the Getchen Impact stuff. But mm-hmm. then everybody started posting memes that were escalating in sexuality. And so she would screen capture to share. But um, yeah, it's, it, I just find it, I, I'm wondering, in comparison to somebody doing something at the office in a professional environment, this, which I guess, yeah, it's on the company's Teams program. Mm-hmm. So even though it's a joke channel, you still have to act like it's on company property. Not that yeah. even if it was at a bar, outside of work, yada, yada, yada. All that still, it's bad. But I'm saying in Nintendo's uh, actions next, they have to act even if it's a joke yeah. situation, right? Yeah, because it's kind of like if there was a group <clears throat> of these people that are in this channel and they go out to a bar and they share memes with each other and they are kind of rude, that could be a different conversation because, you know, you're on your phone or whatever the case may be. It's off hours, you're, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's more of... um uh, how do I say? Uh, ultimately, there should have never been a Teams channel with memes. Uh, Good call at Nintendo. Yeah, I think yeah. I felt like that was a problem from the beginning. If I worked like in HR for that Nintendo, please God, one day uh, yeah, HR for are. Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's. Uh, I might have some open spots after this. Uh, um, yeah. to your debate. Uh, that should have been shut down right away. Like, just use Teams for uh, being professional if it's going to be that way, you know? I know yeah. people can have their own chats in Teams, like just uh, little groups yeah, here and there. Chats. You can invite it, you know, whatever. But if this was more than just a private chat, obviously, um, this should have been and shut down right away. Because you can just you see it escalate. Be sharing this. I mean, come on now. You're at work and, and yeah. don't be an asshole, basically. But yeah. Yeah. 
I was just wondering, yeah. like, that's the thing is like, man, I, I can't, I do not envy you, man, with the way that technology is evolving now. And there's so many more ways to communicate, trying to stay on top of this. That, that just sounds impossible sometimes, you know, yeah. I'm sure it's constantly evolving for you guys over there. I know. Mm -hmm. We have, luckily we yeah, have modders that are, that are worried about our discord and, you know, <laughs> everybody's pretty cool. There's been a couple bad eggs we've had to, you know, expunge, but yeah, I can't imagine as, as somebody who's working for this. This also brought up Nintendo's other big problem that they've been talking about for a while now, how unbalanced the genders are. So for the game, the game testers area, which is where uh, Hannah's from, it's only 10% women. And so it's, it's quite unbalanced for, for Nintendo. Uh, what do you think, how does that affect the workplace? Does it kind of create this like men's club attitude or, or uh, what, what should be done? Yeah. Uh, I think so, you know, and that, that's just kind of like um, life itself, right? So uh, uh, the way I see it is like, okay, you always want to just hire for the, the right person for the right job, okay? Of course. And unfortunately, yeah. could that lead to more men than women? Yes, it possibly can. But you have to be wary that that could cause a specific culture, right? So mm -hmm. you're going to get a lot of these people that, I mean, let's just say if you're like, you know, working for Nintendo, you might be a certain person that don't really talk to women that much, right? You know, whatever the case may be. I'm just yeah. throwing... People Bunch of nerds. Right? Yeah. And <laughs> still living with their mother, modding Nintendo <laughs> games and Mario. God. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, you can't, you're going to get different personalities, of course. And some people don't know how to act uh, a certain way to others uh, because of, you know, different backgrounds and whatnot. And I don't know. And it's, and you, if you get more of those people joined together, it's just going to be a like minded office that, can overpower one other side, you know? Yeah. Um, that, that's probably why yeah. it's so important it's like to try to diversify as much as possible so that you don't have that yeah. that overwhelming wave coming over the few that do get the, the smaller group. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's something we have to keep looking at, guys. Obviously, Activision Blizzard has been in the news for it, but it happens at every gaming company, EA, all of them. Sexual harassment, stuff like that. So we have to keep an eye out for it and uh, try to help out when we can as consumers. Let's move on to mm. Embracer Group talking about gaming giants you guys might not have heard the name and basic group very often you've heard it here on this podcast because we talk about them but they've been buying up these smaller studios and becoming one of if not the biggest gaming studio out there uh this mega gaming group okay they just bought middle earth entertainment basically giving them the rights to lord of the rings and the hobbits for two billion dollars uh to be exact they have the movie rights video game rights and tv tv rights but due to some loophole which we won't break down the loophole but the loophole they don't have the rights to the Amazon show. Everything else they got the rights to. Uh, they're already talking about a spinoff. A spinoff for Aragon, Golem, and Gandalf, I think it was. Squeaks, do you think we need spinoffs? And are you worried about a new money-hungry company owning Lord of the Rings? There is a plus side, in my opinion. Like, you do get more Lord of the Rings. I'm not hating that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's what, what I'd be am excited for the most, obviously, to see something new come from that universe that we love so much. Right. Uh, but it has to be, like we talked about with like DC before, it has to be fans that want to see this thing be successful. It can't just be, like you said, the money-hungering people, right? Because then yeah. it's like, we are going to get these spinoffs of Aragon. Do I need to see one of Aragon? No. Gandalf mm -hmm. would be pretty interesting. Golem would be pretty interesting. I think Aragon is established, and I'm okay with... You know, what are we going to see? His uprising before the ring, you know? Probably him as a ranger would be kind of cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to see something I love just be, I don't know, diminished. 
though. Yeah. Uh, what What do you? I mean, is there anything with those three characters? I guess you could say the Ranger, but like between, yeah. uh, let's just say between Gandalf and Gollum, that you would really want to invest your time in to see more of the like a backstory or something else. The there is so the the wizards have like there's like multiple wizards. I wouldn't mind learning more about those and showing those off. Okay. Like there's like two blue wizards and the brown wizard and yada yada. Um, yeah, cool. That would be pretty neat. My big concern is that like. Peter Jackson loved Lord of the Rings. He built a crew that loved Lord of the Rings and created, I would say, probably the best adaptation of any damn thing ever with the Lord of the Rings three movies. And, and to think that somebody else is like, hey, you know, I don't want I don't want DC or Marvel situation going on here where it's like, hey, we're going to make this movie this year. Then because like strategically, it's money wise, the best to release on a July. We're going to release this movie then. And just start pumping yeah. things out. Don't transformer this, you know. I don't want Michael Bay Transformers coming out, but Lord of the Rings World because mm. it loses some of the heart, like the emotion that was there when I watched, you know, Two Towers and Return of the King in theaters. I'm I feel like we're gonna lose that. I think it's gonna be, even the yeah. Hobbit was a little bit too much, and that was by Peter Jackson. But like the the third Hobbit movie when it was just like all CGI battle, and I was like, eh, you could scale this back a little bit. I'm a little worried about all that myself. Yeah, it's tough because then you're putting your, uh, we're always going to consistently grade of like those moments that we felt when it was like, uh, the two towers battle. Um, yeah. I mean, I think of the cave and the first one, the fellowship of the ring. And then the third one, uh, with the, the battle at, you know, Minister. Mordor, right. Minister, okay. Minister, yeah. Uh, that battle. And it's like, man, those are forever. Probably some of the greatest movie moments ever. Yeah. And what are you going to do to kind of get me to think of the new Lord of the Rings that way? Because the Hobbit, I can tell you, I mean, besides smog, maybe like the arrow being shot at smog was kind of memorable to me. That was cool. You know, yeah. mostly their adventure, know, like in the very first movie, like their adventure getting, I kind of liked all that, Yeah, you know, yeah. they get to Lake town. They just don't. But it wasn't like, the same. Not at all. Not even close. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess you're going to have to try to build something like that for us. Something memorable, but games that though, right? Rainy, you said they had the games. They had the rainy, yeah. That that rainy battle at Helm's Deep, oh, yeah. I think, is the most iconic moment for me. That I yeah. will never be touched by another movie. That yeah. uh, you you saw you saw Game of Thrones trying so hard to get that with the Battle of the Bastards. It was very dope, but it's like, mm -hmm. I mean, good job, guy. But it's not Helm's Deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, they have the games too. So uh, the Golem game is going to be theirs now. Shadow of Mordor, this worries me the most because Shadow of Mordor, I think, is one of the best games that nobody talks about. And what's tricky is, while this company now owns the rights to all the Lord of the Rings stuff, including Shadow of Mordor now, they don't have the rights to the Nemesis system, which is WB's copyright. So, basically, Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War, those games are dead. Because you can't have the game without Nemesis system. You know, it would be impossible. Unless they make a deal for WB to make another one. But I doubt it. A little off topic. Uh, would there be a just a random question putting you on the spot? Would there be from WB another game you would like to see, or brand new game, of course, that uses the Nemesis system? You wanted me to say Harry Potter? Is that what the whole? <laughs> yeah, uh, Harry Potter, man. Man, don't don't tease me like that. Okay? Think about it. You're you're you're. Think about this. What if it's like a dystopian future and Hogwarts is full of kids that learned like half magic, and mm -hmm. so you're trying to survive Hogwarts. And you come across some punk Slytherin punk and you fight him and he survives. But now he's always a little bit twisted by the spell you put into his head. So next time we fight him, mm. he's a little bit crazier because of it. Or he got burnt from a fire spell. 
So you're going through like a dystopian Hogwarts and you're trying to take control and calm the uh, school down. I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, see. evil now Hogwarts. Get, yeah, now you got me thinking. See, I'm thinking like, okay, what if you just do the whole Voldemort thing again, but then you like are um, twisting his Death Eaters, you know? And then that's true. You, do you that don't whole need row. bad guys. Yeah. In, I'm adding bad guys to Hogwarts, but there actually was an attack yeah. on Hogwarts <laughs> that you could. You're right. Yeah, that was fully destroyed. That was a yeah, yeah. Dope, dope movie too. <laughs> it's so funny. Like I, I love to think of like what filming must have looked like. But if you think of like Harry Potter and Hogwarts or um, Voldemort like shooting each other with the wands, it was insanely epic on screen. But on the set was like two mm -hmm. people pointing sticks at each other. And just like, you're supposed to feel this pushback. And I'm like, oh, I'm just fighting air. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like Star Trek. I love Star know. Trek, but there's every episode a point where like, all right, everybody fall left and go. <laughs> like, oh, we got hit. <laughs> yeah, it happens every episode. So it's just funny. That, yeah, that looks bad filming. Uh, As for Lord of the Rings, there is no moments like that. It's perfect. Um, anything else on this that you're worried about with Embracer Group or the possibilities of, of positive moments? Like again with more content. Um, positive moments, yeah, more content. Um, I need some more Lord of the Rings in my life. I'm hoping this Amazon show, uh, does satisfy my needs for Lord of the Rings. You know, I would like to see yeah. Lord of the Rings kind of be coming out like the Star Wars lately. You know, mm -hmm. um, and I just hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm hoping for more Lord of the Rings comic books. I think that would be a really cool place to explore. Ooh. You know, something nice. they can do because that's a good way to really like use the literature in modern text and, and helps comic book industry so that'd be good all, around, all the way around oh that's right, nice. that's a good idea so. I'm, I'm full of them squeaks I really am yeah. <laughs> next big topic I is sign him. <laughs> HBO uh, removed 36 titles and 200 episodes of Sesame Street uh, the reason they did this is because they got the merger with Discovery they're doing uh, they're trying to save some money and so the problem with this is okay so you know what residuals are in the TV industry no. No. So when you make a movie, when you make a TV show, you you oftentimes get the residual rights to it. So when it when you make an episode of Friends and then it re-airs on TBS, you get a couple cents for it. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. No, no. So everybody gets everybody like I hey, am the boom operator, I had a little residuals on whatever, I get it. Or I'm a writer is more likely. And so you make a little money. Now when you make a show for HBO Max or or whatever, the idea is that every time somebody streams it, there's a portion you get. Not that it's it's not like per stream, but it's still like you know it's 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 equal out to something like that. Um, so you make that knowing that hey, I'm gonna do this project, I'll get paid X amount now. It might not be necessarily the money I want right now, but I'll have residual rights, so I'll always have something coming in from this project. Well, HBO just removed 36 titles and 200 episodes of Sesame Street, so they wouldn't have to pay residuals anymore on those things because they were like less washed than say Veep. Um, but the idea is that they don't have to pay residuals. And therefore, stop paying these people. Mm -hmm. As a viewer of HBO Max, first off, what do you think of them removing content, although it's not watched often, without the residual part of this? What do you think? Um, you know, it threw me off because I was on HBO Max office just recently, and uh, there was a whole section saying, uh, you know, ending in August 31st. So I didn't think nothing of it. I was like, oh, that's a lot of movies kind of disappearing uh, randomly. Um, I think with them removing it though, I know it's not much watch, but if you think about it, everything just kind of adds up. So, right. you know, it's kind of like the little tidbits here and there. I don't know who's, you know, you throw on Sesame Street just for your kids to watch for a little of while course. while you do something. And it's like, that's, you know, that's still just money pouring out to people that, you know, I don't know. That's just getting that view. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm kind of curious of like why is why are we worried about money though? Why is we HBO kind of are we in a freaked out you know uh, time right now or what's going on? Well, it's just because of the merger you know? and HBO. It's kind of like with that Xbox thing. Them trying to make sure that they seem less important. Call of Duty seems less important for the merger. It's kind of part of mm-hmm. that too. Um, what drives me nuts is Discovery. T- I'm sorry, guys, but if it wasn't for Shark Week, who the hell cares about Discovery anymore? And for some reason, they are like bullying WBDC and HBO Max. Who cares about you guys? Why yeah. is it Wonder Bros. Discovery? It should be Wonder Bros. Bought Discovery, and they could shut the hell up. And in my own, in my I, opinion, you know, yeah. I totally agree with that because I feel like because they're trying to do this whole merch, right? And it's going to call Discovery Plus or some shit. Who the fuck gives a shit about Discovery? Yeah. Like, if I'm sorry, but if you're paying for Discovery, whatever, right now, I don't know. You got you got a bad taste in anything <laughs> on television. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll yeah, never yeah. listen to you on any opinion. So my problem is, like, if you lose the name HBO, that is so much credibility out the window. Okay, because we've yeah. known HBO when we were little kids, and we're like, you know, and it was always that's that special content. channel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that special channel you had to pay for and stuff. So it's like, uh, it blows my mind that, like you said, Discovery is bossing around. Like, since when did Discovery had the money to boss these two around? You know? Yeah, and it's funny that you bring up the kids thing because, like, yeah, HBO. Hey guys, we're gonna get HBO for a few months, like, or you know how it is back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. cable company's giving us HBO for three months. Score! Like it's the best, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But if they, if my parents said, "Hey, we're gonna get Discovery for three months," like I'm not yeah. gonna be watching yeah. any more documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Like there's a lot of documentaries uh, out there, and there's some really good ones. I don't need to get Discovery Plus for it. Kick curiosity. Yeah. It's twenty bucks for yeah. a year. You know. <laughs> and so. Yeah, I'm here for the late night HBO. You know hey, what I'm saying? Back in the day. Cinemax, my friend. We got that free. I was like, hi, mom. I'm going to bed early. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Shit. Yeah, shit. I think uh, HBO scene, uh, could be a little... I mean, we'll know what it is still, but for like the newer people and whatnot, you know, maybe an older generation that's getting into the streaming service, they're going to be like, what the fuck? I'm not going to... What is Discovery Plus, you know? Yeah. I think that's a bad, bad move to take HBO out of the name. And then the fact that people go to work and think like, hey, I'm going to take less money. Honestly, that's how residuals work a lot of times. Is they'll, they'll take a good pay, whatever, but they'll take a little less knowing. I got money coming down the way. It's going to be an investment in my future. That's now cut out. And and as a viewer also, it's like, hey, say I was uh, Uncle Grandpa. I don't know if you remember that show from a while back, but the cartoon that came mm-hmm. out a while back that has like a little bit of a cult following. That show is now unavailable to everybody. You cannot get your mm-hmm. hands on that show. And it's like, well, Screw you guys, because that's why I got HBO if I was a big fan of Uncle Grandpa. And if I made Uncle Grandpa, which was an Adult Swim show or a Cartoon Network show that became an HBO show, is now unavailable for me to make money off of, it just doesn't feel right, you know? And I don't like that big companies can be holding, can have such control over work that's already created and promised, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's shitty all around, folks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This week has been... Uh, think of... Not great. <laughs> Go yeah, watch She-Hulk. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, think of like, uh, oh yeah, I can't wait to watch well, Game of Thrones on Discovery+. Plus. <laughs> what the shit is that? Oh. That alone, the branding's not going to work well for Discovery+. Plus. Yeah, I'm just, I just couldn't care less about the branding on it. Yeah. That's going to be so silly. All right, uh, let's go ahead and talk about, we have headlines. Let's move into our headlines. Uh, first off, McDonald's Pokemon cards, the Happy Meals, people are getting let down because uh, they went to go get the... Like, people are leaving work real quick to go get the new Pokemon cards that are in Happy Meals, right? 
comes with three Pokemon cards, one of them is a holographic. A lot of McDonald's don't have them. And so they're getting Space Jam toys instead, which are from two years ago, which is like even worse. <laughs> you couldn't give me like a, better than Space like Jam. Like some Pikachu toy at least, gosh dang. The reason this is is because they announced it without shipping them right away. So give it a few days. Call your, they're, they're suggesting you call your local McDonald's and make sure they have the Pokemon cards before you go pick them up. And as somebody who used to work at McDonald's for a few years, they're going to be call. there for like a millisecond before they're sold out. So good luck on the Pokemon cards, yeah. folks. Doctor Who is going to be getting a Magic the Gathering crossover set. So you're going to be able to play uh, Doctor Who version of Magic the Gathering, which I cannot wait for. I think it's going to be really fun to have Doctor Who yeah. bouncing around with a bunch of the wizards and whatnot. Uh, you mentioned it before. Death Stranding is coming to Game Pass, breaking the universe and, and creating a black hole. Um, <laughs> Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, we've, we streamed the complete game on our stream. Uh, it is getting a major update and coming to Steam, the big update is going to be adding New Game Plus Hard Mode. So I'm going to stream a little bit of that so you guys can watch me uh, lose to that. Um, and then <laughs> lastly, of course, we have Gamescom coming August 23rd to 28th. We're going to be streaming some of it, but we're mostly going to be sharing the news on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. What do you think, Squeaks? You going to go get a, your new Happy Meal? Oh my gosh, yeah, and yell at the manager for not keeping a, uh, a very what good... Stock of my Pokemon cards because yeah. that's where I go to get my Pokemon cards is at McDonald's, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, yeah, I do want to uh, since we talk about cards, I do want to talk a little bit about that Magic one. What's interesting is that I can't even keep up with the expansions that are coming out from Magic. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like they come out with the. Uh, so I'll go for example. I got really hardcore in the Midnight Run, uh, which is basically a new um, mechanic of cards flipping when it's like day and nighttime. Right, it's about werewolves and shit. That's cool. I didn't know that existed. Um, yeah, so it got that. Then it's like in no time, Crimson Vow, which was like vampire stuff and like a vampire oh, wedding too. type thing, you know. <laughs> and then right after that, Kimigawa, Cyberpunk, Samurai stuff, you know, which I yeah. fell in love with the most. I play that uh, that kind of pack uh, all the time on my app. But then it's like they got the Japan. It's like everything's so fast. Like, man, I can't even have time to enjoy this expansion first before you're coming out with something different. So uh, Kimigawa, that's about two sets to go. Um, that's where I stopped buying cards. Mm -hmm. I can't even. It's can't weird. Even keep up kids, there was like a new set, I think yearly. And so you had enough mm -hmm. time to really master the set. And then you peppered it in with buying some Yu Gi Oh! and some Pokemon if yeah. you really wanted to. Um, mm -hmm. This is like, man, I can't believe how fast it comes. It's like Hearthstone, like too. Hearthstone's doing the same almost, thing. Yeah. Where it's like, man, every three months is something new for Hearthstone. It's like, I just got decent at that set. Yeah. So yeah. it's a shame <laughs> yeah. that you know, it's working well for them. It's they're, too they're fast. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I like how they're keeping it. I like how they're bringing in new mechanics in each expansion just to keep the game fresh. Um, yeah. and does it feel the same? But other than that, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't keep up. Yeah. All right, Squeaks, got a recommendation for the week. All right, so my recommendation this uh is going to be Bell on HBO Max. This is directed by I'm going to check this out, Marmuru Posada. Okay, okay. and he's Sounds worked like on it. films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's worked on films like Summer Wars and Wolf's Children. Uh. Basically, what I like about this, just a real quick uh, uh, little sneak peek into the movie with no spoilers. It's about an AI. Uh, it's a metaverse, right? Okay, so mm -hmm. this girl, you know, kind of like a little semi-tragic, um, you know, real-life story about her. Um, gets into the metaverse and kind of like brings herself back out again. Uh, she was really good at singing, but kind of lost that when, you know, things happen. Uh, so she's able to kind of express herself more in this uh, um, metaverse, right? Uh it wasn't until later I realized, oh shit, this is a little 
little twist of Beauty and the Beast, and that's where he gets the hint of the movie being called Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this Beauty and the Beast story within that metaverse, but it gets really dark because when you find out who Beast really is, and that past as well, uh, it's beautiful. Uh, just with in the in the real world in that show, it's that you know obviously that anime art style, and then when you get into the metaverse, it's kind of like that three D anime type cgi style kind of thing whatever so it's it's really pretty actually the songs in it are really good as well um so yeah i definitely recommend bell on hbo max bell from hbo max all right i'll check it out uh my suggestion for you guys is elf quest you guys have already Mm. read it it's one of the most legendary comic books ever made probably the example of what any comic book could be um first off elf quest read it if you haven't read it yet it's actually my very first comic book i've ever read was elf quest um we shared it as a bunch of like fourth graders because there was some nudity in it. And it was like, hee, hee, hee. Oh. you know, so we all shared it around. <laughs> now, every book is like free for like the last 40 years up until like the last like two decades, whatever those ones are like the two last two years or whatever are not free, but they, you know, they make them free over time. So you could just read ElfQuest for free on Comixology or on their website on, Elf, on ElfQuest.com. The reason I'm suggesting it is because they are making a podcast that's the audio drama that has some insanely good talent on this podcast, guys. I was like, hmm. what? I did not know they had the money to make this happen. So go check that out, guys. Start reading ElfQuest and then join me in on the podcast. They released their first trailer. So you guys could already listen to that on Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts. And I've already retweeted it and stuff like that. So go check that out on our Twitter account. It's going to be good, guys. ElfQuest is so fun. If you like 80s comics to the max, this is it. It is really, really good. <laughs> uh, it, it, Dark Crystal, that kind of thing. It's it's really for you. Mm. Yeah. I gotta say, Squeaks, with your glasses, it's like I've been talking to Cyberpunk the entire time. Like, beep bloop, the future <laughs> is today. <laughs> the, the new Robocop. Uh-oh. And it, it reflects your two lights, and so like every swap they move, so it looks like you're like got wonky eyes that are drunk. <laughs> it's been fun. No, I'm wearing these because I'm extremely drunk right now and it's early in the morning. So no, that's classic <laughs> podcasting, guys. All right, uh, check out gooder.com backslash geekfreaks. Use code geekfreaks. Save some money. Look at him. Oh, that is a half-empty bottle of some booze, man. That is. Why are you not bringing that to my house? I mean, I can. We need need to do do a a podcast in person. Yeah, let's do that. We need to have one of those soon. Yeah. Uh, We'll figure it out. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you very much for joining (laughs) us. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.